We are now in the portion of the Vadim. The uh, the Shabbos the Shabbos the Shabbos of uh, Tisha B'Av. It's also the Shabbos of Chazoyin. So, how do we connect this week's Torah portion with the theme of the week and the theme of the month? If you look over here on verse number twelve, the word Echa, which means how can I carry the Jewish people? The word Echa is the same word that we recite the Kinus on Saturday night, which is the Echa as well that was written by Jeremiah the prophet. And over uh, there it talks about Echa, Yashva, Badad, how does Jerusalem sit alone in mourning? So what's the connection between this week's Parsha and the Echa that we read on Saturday night? So Echa means alone? No, it means how. Echa, how. Oh, how. Hmm? Okay, we're going we're gonna to see, we're going to talk. <clears throat> okay, so if you look over here, Moshe Rabbeinu said, tells the Jewish people, I was told by God to establish judges. I shouldn't do it alone and carry the entire yoke of the Jewish people on my shoulders, but rather I should establish judges. What kind of judges? Over here it says in verse number 13, Anashim <clears throat> chachamim, wise people, unavainim, and those that understand. And furthermore, we do him and have the ability to apply the law. So says Rashi, what is the meaning of Chachamim and Avoinim? Wise people and people that understand. Says Rashi, the word Avoinim means Mevinim Dover Metech Dover. They understand one secret inside of another secret. And the Rashi goes on to give a mushroom, he gives a parable. This is what Arius asked Rabbi Yesi. Who was Arius? He was a he was a priest who actually changed the the uh, history of Catholicism, and he believed in one God rather than three. And he asked Rabbi Yesi the following. Abiyasi was one of the Tanoim. He lived in the time of the Tanoic era. He said, Ma He asked Abiyasi, What is the difference between a Chacham, one who is wise, and one who is a Navoin, one that understands? So it says that Abiyasi, Chacham, Deimel, Shulchani, Ashir. Kishmevin, Lay Dinrin, Lidai, Sidoyin, Uchshemevin, Lay Yeshev, Vesoyah. So he said, this could be understood through a money changer. There's a money changer who is a chacham. He represents a rich money changer. When they bring him money to look at, he looks at it. When they don't bring him money to look at, he does not look at it. However, a money changer that is an entrepreneur, when they bring him coins to look at, he looks at it. However, when they don't bring him coins to look at, he goes and he finds new customers. <clears throat> so therefore he explained that this is the same with, with two types of levels of judges. 
is a chacham, one who is a wise judge, and that is when they ask him a question, he has an answer. And then there is a judge who is called a novoin, who truly understands, and that is he has the ability to go and understand something in the side of something else. <clears throat> so the question comes to mind, seemingly this idea of a chacham and a novoin, one who is wise and one who is smart, was already spoken about earlier. When it came to the building of the Holy Temple, in the portion of Kisisa, over there, we are told that God tells Moses he should choose B'Tzalel ben Aliyah, and he is going to build for you the Holy Temple, and he has both of these qualities, the quality of intellect and the quality of understanding. And yet we don't find over there that Rashi should have to go and give this mushroom, this parable of these two different types of money changers. So what happened over here that all of a sudden we are told now to understand the difference between these two money changers, you have to understand this parable between, or rather to understand the difference between a chacham and another, we have to understand the difference between these two money changers. If you go back to page 488 in the Chumish, that's the book of Exodus, the portion of Kisisa, chapter 31, it says over there, God speaks to Moses, that they have chosen by name, Betzalel, the son of Uri. And I have filled him up with chachma, with wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. It says Rashi over there on page 490, in the Chumash, what is a Chacham? What you hear from others and you learn. In other words, you have a good teacher. He taught you information. That is called a Chacham. And you retain that information, you're called a Chacham. What is called a Savuna? What is called someone who understands? You understand something from your heart. From other things that you learned. Uvedas, and he says, and knowledge over here means Yeruch HaKodesh, means divine spirit. So, in simple language, Rashi already told us in the book of Exodus what Chachma is. Chachma means that you understand what you learned. Ubesvuna means you're able to understand from your heart even beyond that. So if we already understood it or learned it the first time, why must the Torah repeat it a second time? Or why must Rashi now repeat it a second time? And furthermore, here... It's not enough that he repeats what he said earlier, but he gives us a whole mushal, a whole parable, like we never understood this idea to begin with. Furthermore, what happened was Moses tries to find for himself these, these uh, judges. And unfortunately, he could not find someone that was a novoin, someone that understood. He could only find for himself a chacham. But he could not find a judge and have the ability to truly understand and have the quality of wisdom, or rather, be no understanding to understand something inside of something else. So comes the question to mind how can God command Moses to look for a judge that has the quality both of wisdom and understanding? And yet, he does not find somebody that has understanding. 
God does not give us a test that we cannot overcome. So how do we understand this? Furthermore, the Rambam tells us when you look for a judge, similarly you should also look for someone who's a chacham, one who is wise, one who's been has understanding. If the Rambam already looked into the Torah, and he knows the whole Torah, and over there it says that Moshe Rabbeinu himself couldn't find these people, how can the Rambam say that this is the law of all generations, that you need to find a judge that not only is wise, but also understands things? So how do we understand this? So the answer is that there are two levels of Bina, two levels of understanding. There's a level of understanding that after you have a teaching, you're able to, to sit on that idea and to meditate on that idea, and your heart has the ability to elaborate, and now you understand new things from the original concept that you were taught. But then there's a new level of being a, a deeper level of understanding, and that is to have the ability to innovate a new concept and bring about a novelty into the world. To use the, the lexicon in, in halacha, this is the idea of a chidush, something which is new. And that is, it was not discussed before, it was not in the, the laws. It was not taught to you, but being that you have so much knowledge, you're able to use that knowledge as a foundation and build new worlds and create new realities. That's the idea of a chidush. And we understand when it came to the building of the temple, you only needed a chabina, one who was wise on the first level. Because why? Because God already showed Moshe Rabbeinu all the vessels in the temple. So you needed Bina, you needed understanding how to build it. But you didn't have to create a new thing. It was there in front of you. The blueprints were already created. However, when it comes to a judge, it's not enough that he has the first level of understanding. He needs a deeper level of understanding. Why? Because you have over here two litigants. They're both making up stories. You hear, you're listening to arguments that were never spoken about in the Torah. It's such an argument that Moses himself didn't know such an argument that people create and make up in order to win their side of the case. Is it true? Is it not true? How much truth is there? You know, this, there's his opinion and her opinion, and then there's the truth. So the, the, the judge has to be able to decipher these things and come out with a new conclusion that is not black and white in Allah. It's not black and white in the Talmud. And each case is a new case. As we are told in Ethics of Our Fathers, you are to be deliberate in court, in judgment, because if two people come and they have the same argument, today it was one set of people, tomorrow it's another set of people, you cannot paskin, you cannot conclude the halacha the same way, because every case is different. Even though it sounds alike, you have to look at the background, you have to look at the reality, you have to look at the situation, you have to analyze each detail. I never take it for granted. Oh, I heard that same case 10 years ago. This is the answer. No, every case is different. And to be able to reach that conclusion, you truly have to be another. So in other words, there's no doubt that God told Moshe Rabbeinu, you should look for a judge. Number one, that is a chacham. That is smart. And number two, that is another that understands. And Moshe Rabbeinu definitely found a judge that understands on the first level of understanding. 
but he couldn't find someone that was truly on the second level of understanding. And therefore the Torah makes that discrepancy. That he only found judges that were chachamim, that were wise, and those that had da'as, and those that had knowledge, but he could not truly find someone that fit the bill and fit the description of the second level of understanding to truly be able to go and create new novelty and create new reality. And therefore, Rashi brings now this mushal. Rashi brings about this parable. Who says this parable? This parable was brought about by whom? By a non-Jew. In other words, Rashi brings a parable of a non-Jew. Of, of Arius. And Arius asks Rabbi Yesu the following question. What's the difference between Chachamim and What is the difference between one who is wise and one that understands? Why is this brought about through a non-Jewish priest? Why couldn't Rashi simply tell us the answer based on its own merits? And the answer is that what Arius is saying is that it's true that Moshe Rabbeinu was able to find scholars that had been and had true understanding. However, he was not able to find scholars that had a deeper level of understanding. And therefore comes along a non-Jewish priest and says, but if God knows everything, and God created the world, and God demanded of Moshe Rabbeinu to find these scholars, how come he couldn't find them? Says Rashi to us, and hints Rashi to us, such a question can only be asked by a non-Jew. A Jew is not allowed to ask such a question. A Jew has to have faith in God. If God asks, you have to look. I, you couldn't find, so look harder. But the question still remains, how come Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't able to find such people? However, this only comes about from one who is Aryeh, someone who does not have the ultimate faith in God. And what does Rashi answer? It's a difference between two types of, of money changers. One who is a chacham is one that only answers the question that comes to him. And then you have the money changer who is the entrepreneur that has the ability to go and create new reality. How does this answer the Echa? How does this answer the situation of uh, Tisha B'Av? <coughs> we, are, we are told that when the Jewish people came into the land of Israel, they conquered the land of the seven nations. But when Mashiach will come, they will also conquer the additional land of the Kani and the Kinesi and the Kadmoni, which is found trans-Jordan. And this is the idea which the Rambam hints, and we spoke about this last week, that one of the proofs for Mashiach in the Torah is that God will expand our borders, and therefore we will have to add three more cities of refuge. Where will he expand the borders to the land of the Kenyan, the Kinesi, and the Kadmoni? In other words, God only promised Abraham at the beginning seven. But he said ultimately you're going to have ten different lands that will belong to the Jewish people. What is the idea of seven and ten? Seven represents the emotions, the midot. 
And ten represents the first three levels of intellect. Chachma bin Adas. And that is that when Mashiach will come, not only will we have the ability to transform our midos, our attributes, our emotions, for this is the job of every Jew and Golos, but also we will have the ability to transform our intellect. And already before the coming of Mashiach, already before the, the ultimate redemption, we know that Allah says in Shulchan Aruch that Friday afternoon is Toyamel Chaim Zachu. Already Friday afternoon we begin to taste from the food of Shabbos. What does that mean? That even though it's not Shabbos yet, you walk into a Jewish house, Friday afternoon already you smell the gefilte fish, already you smell the chicken soup, already you smell the aroma of the brisket and the chicken and, and the delicious challah and the delicious brownie and the cheesecake. Of course, you don't uh, cook and bake the cheesecake and the chicken in the same oven. You have two separate ovens. You have a big, beautiful house. You have one oven on one side, one baker, one, one on, the other, on the other side. And therefore, you're, you're baking at the same time, maybe, but it's two separate sides of the kitchen. So, and, and you come into the house on, on Friday, and you smell already all this amazing aroma, to a degree that it says in the Code of Jewish Law, you should even taste the food before Shabbos. Why? You have to make sure that it has enough pepper and enough garlic and enough salt and enough flavoring so that you won't have to change it or, or add to it on Shabbos. It should be perfect when it comes to Shabbos. And the same is true spiritually before the coming of Mashiach already we begin to taste the aura and the food of Shabbos. And this is the teachings of, of Chassidus which is also known as Teres HaShem Mashiach, the teachings of Mashiach. And Primarily, this is the idea of Chachma bin Adas, which is Chabad. The, the teachings of Chassidus, which is based on intellect, understanding, and knowledge. So, what do we say? Eicha Yashva Badad. How does Jerusalem sit alone? Or Eicha Esra Levadi. says, how can I carry you alone? And the answer is, you can't. And therefore, I'm going to give, I'm going to provide for you judges that will have the quality of Chachamim, Univoinim, Viduim. That when Mashiach will come, you will truly have these qualities of all three qualities, of Chachma, which is the idea, or, or the concept, Univoinim, understanding, Viduim, and the knowledge. And then we will truly have these ultimate judges that will be able to provide all three levels of understanding. And already now, because we're now entering into this phase of the days of Mashiach. Starting from the teachings of the Arizal, who his yard site was this past week. And furthermore, through the teaching of the Baal Shem Tov, and, and then, then continuing through the Alter Rebbe, etc., etc., that we are living in a generation today that we have the ability already to taste from these three levels of Torah, which is Chachma, Bina, and Das, to be able to refine our intellect, understanding, and knowledge. And this is the answer to Eicha, which talks about the destruction of Jerusalem and the destruction of, of the, the land of Israel, which brought about the exile, comes along the Torah and says, how are we going to rebuild the Holy Temple? How are we going to restore the Third Holy Temple? How are we going to increase and expand the land of Israel is through the study of Torah in general, and primarily through the study of, of Chassidus, which is Chachamim, Unuvoinim, Viduim. So this is the, the message of the Shabbos Chazoin. The Shabbos before Tisha B'Av, which really this year is Tisha B'Av itself. And even though it's Tisha B'Av itself, being that it's Shabbos, 
So we're actually eating and drinking. And even though throughout the nine days, normally we don't, we don't drink meat or drink wine or eat meat. However, when it comes to Shabbos, we know, of course, that you could have meat and you could drink wine. And therefore, up until the end of Shabbos, up until sunset, Saturday, Saturday afternoon, you're eating fish and you're eating chicken and you're having wine. And that's the way you prepare yourself for Tisha B'Av. But in other words, the day of Tisha B'Av itself, we're actually celebrating. For we're getting a taste of how it's going to be when Mashiach comes. That when Mashiach will come, it's going to be the greatest holiday. These three weeks are going to be the greatest holidays of the year. As we explained that even though Pesach and Shavuos and Sukkot is a great holiday, however, it's going to be secondary compared to Tisha B'Av. It's going to be secondary compared to the three weeks of the 17th of Tammuz through Tisha B'Av. So this will be the main holiday. Even Purim, which is going to be the, the main holiday compared to the other holidays, will also be secondary compared to these three weeks between the 17th of Tammuz and the 9th of Av. As, as the Medrash explains, that the, the, the Ba'ariyeh, B'mazul Ariyeh, B'hichri B'sariyel, Amanas, Shiyavai Ariyeh, B'mazul Ariyeh, B'yivna Sariyel. As the Medrash says that it came the, the lion, which is Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, in the month of Leo, in the month of lion. And he destroyed the lion, the holy temple, only on the condition that what? That the lion, which is God, the ultimate lion, should come in the month of lion and rebuild the lion. So therefore this month has been designated from the beginning of time already to be the month of the rebuilding of the third holy temple. And therefore it's up to us to do all that we can on a personal level for every Jew needs to participate in the rebuilding of this holy temple. And what do we do? We do primarily to give tzedakah, increase in charity, Increase in the study of Torah. And as the Rebbe has told us to learn the laws of Hilchus Beis Abichira, the laws of the building of the temple, and to learn the laws of Yemois uh, Mashiach, to learn the laws of Geula, Redemption, and the coming of Mashiach. So by learning more Torah, and by increasing in charity, that is the way we answer the question, Eicha Esolavadi, Moses says, how can I carry you alone? The answer is, you're not carrying me alone. We're participating. Every Jew is participating through the study of Torah, through the giving of tzedakah, and by doing so we will truly see that this year we will not have to, God forbid, fast, but rather we will celebrate Tisha B'Av in Yerushalayim, Erech with the rebuilding of the Third Holy Temple, B'mheda, B'meinu, Amen.